0: Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 168, Watch Me Glide Away. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Sam as my guest on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome, Alex. How are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. When Sam answered the phone or the phone, the Skype call, he was very enthusiastic. He has the charismatic personality. He's really into it, so I'm super pumped for this episode.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and then I'm sure he's going to be like, okay, at the end of his, okay, Alex, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, too many questions, Alex. You're, too much
1: (laughs) ask away i love you know people always say i ask too many questions but i love to be asked questions that's my favorite thing to do
0: as michael scott once said oh have the turntables (laughs) 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 for people who don't know what that means it's a reference from the office either way back to sam yes (laughs) exactly the show uh but yes today we're gonna be talking about figure skating but before we do that i'm sure the listeners would love to know who is sam
1: Absolutely. So my name is Sam and I'm by nature a hobbyist. I love going out, trying new things, meeting people, exploring the world. Honestly, just getting out doing something. Honestly, I might have picked the wrong career path because my day job is IT, which is pretty, you know, you sit on a computer, you know, do IT will do IT stuff. But like when it comes to like when I'm not working, I love to just get out and explore and do stuff. This this October, I'm actually going to the Grand Canyon, so I'm honestly always going out, just doing something. So that's sort of my, you know, my deal.
0: See, it sounds like we're the same person because my day job, I'm an insurance broker and I have a podcast about hobbies, complete opposite. One brings joy, the other one sucks it away.
1: That's almost how I feel, will tell you the truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the same person, of course. And well, uh, since we're not necessarily the same person, because if we were, we would share the same social media links, but we're not. So on that note, do you have any social media links, websites, projects, YouTube channels, or anything at all that you would love to share with the listeners?
1: Absolutely. So my most recent endeavor is I actually started a YouTube channel about, I think, three months ago, and that's called Week Slam. That's just two words, week and second word, slam. And it's primarily, you know, a YouTube channel, but we have all the regular social media. We have Facebook, just type in Weekslam. We have Instagram on Weekslam IG and Twitter, you know, just Slam. And honestly, we have our own website, too, which is just www.weekslam.com. And to give you the basic, you know, synopsis, the whole point of Weekslam is to take a new hobby, interest, or activity for one week straight and give the viewers a progress update about what they can learn in five days. I honestly... I, you know, I thought it'd be cool to like make it interactive with the viewers. So whenever I was designing the channel, my dad does a lot of woodworking and like sort of, you know, crafts creation. So what we did is we built this like wheel of fortune deal. We call it the wheel of slams. And after each episode, I tell people, Hey, leave a comment, what you guys want to see next. So after each episode, I, uh, you know, take the suggestions and I put them on this wheel and I spin it. And whichever one it lands on is the activity I do next. So that's why it's always interactive with the viewers, always new. Always like it's a surprise for me too because you know, next week's activity, I don't have any clue, and you guys don't have any clue either. So, that's the fun part about it. You know, it's always random and always changing.
0: I like that. I really like that. It, it, you know what? Like, you and I, we're gonna get along really well because we're all about hobbies.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done so many crazy things so far. I just released actually this friday is episode nine, which I guess at this point in time, you already know what it is. It's baking, <laughs> by the way. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, so, um, I've done everything from unicycling, slacklining. I did golf, I did, uh, off-road rollerblades. I learned how to play the ukulele. I learned origami. I've learned how to juggle. I've did uh, archery, and that's just my nine, or that's about my nine episodes so far. And there's just more to come down the road.
0: By the time this episode comes out, there's going to be a lot more. So people, you have so much to consume. You listen to this podcast about hobbies and then you go watch Sam do all those hobbies. It's just the perfect (laughs) world of hobbies. We're going to make a mega website of just hobbies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome.
0: Well, perfect. I'll put those links down below so people can go check that out and show you some love and just watch your journey. And you said this week was baking. They're going to have to go back a few episodes. On your on your uh, YouTube channel to see that episode, but I'm sure they're going to see yep. a lot more up until then and up until now.
1: I will apologize. Uh, so I, they're mar- they're going to have to like suffer past day one. I sort of butchered a cake <laughs> to give you a little b- a quick story about it. Have you you done a little bit of baking in your experience? I'm guessing, right?
0: If the house is not burned down, then yes, I have baked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, you know buttercream frosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, one of the key ingredients is being butter, right? that melts in warm temperatures well i didn't realize that you can't put that on a warm cake so my cake ended up melting like an ice cream cone in the sun and it was it was just a big mess on day one i had colors blending together forming a green uh, ooze like slimer from ghostbusters it was a mess but it was still a good time
0: somebody asked you what is that you say abstract art don't worry about it <laughs> <It's> just, that's
1: <laughs> the best way to put it
0: it's whatever oh, you I want like it to it. be <laughs>
1: But yeah, the rest of the days came out pretty well. I did some cool things like cake pops, bread pudding. I did a fudgy layer, Irish mocha brownies, all sorts of cool stuff. So definitely check out that episode. It was a blast to do. And that was our first cooking episode too, so.
0: Would you ever do it again?
1: Oh, baking? Absolutely. I'm actually uh, hanging out with a buddy of mine right now. I'm about to cook him a uh, quiche tomorrow. You know, that was one of our days too. So... I love cooking. It's just it's part of my everyday life. So honestly, I love experimenting as well. That was the fun part about that episode.
0: So why are you making me hungry right now? Why? Why are you torturing me like this?
1: <laughs> honestly, I had the same exact struggle editing the baking episode because every time I'd get about, you know, an hour or two and I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I gotta go downstairs and get some food. So <laughs> I apologize. To anyone listening, it's currently hungry now.
0: <laughs> I could just imagine you, the only time you're going to edit that one episode is when you're eating some bakes. <laughs> if, you, exactly. if you have no more bakes, you can't edit. It's like, uh-uh, I got to yep, have some bakes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Today, we've filled our stomachs or our mind with bakes. We're going to jump into figure skating, which isn't necessarily related to bakes, but there are sharp things like knives, but for sure. your feet. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, a weird segue. So for you, how did you actually get introduced to figure skating?
1: So to give you the story of how I got into figure skating, I actually have to go back to high school. Let's just to put a nice number on it. I'll say when I was about 15. I started, you know, obviously kids in high school looking for something fun to do that's not, you know, criminally related. I decided to start uh, doing rollerblading, right? And I just, I got a pair of rollerblades. I think it was from uh, Academy or whatever. It's a super cheap pair, and they were like, you know, plastic frames and just your basic run-of-the-mill 50 bucks, you know, pair of rollerblades. And I just started, you know, going out down the street having a blast with them. And eventually, I started, you know, getting a little nicer pair. And then over the years, I just kept practicing. And I remember. Whenever I was, you know, really getting into it, I said, there's one thing I want to do. And that's a uh, skate surf, which is basically when you put your heels together and your feet are like 50-50, you know, that was the one thing I wanted to do. So up until I'd say this past year, so whenever I was 20, from like o- almost five years, I was just a big rollerblader. I'd go to like skate parks, go down some ramps, do all sorts of crazy stuff, do jumps, spins, tricks. And then eventually uh, I can kind of give you the, pretty much the story if you're asking. Uh, around November, December of this past year, where I live, we have it in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana we have a temporary rink that, that comes every you know holiday season in the River Center, which is just this big event center downtown. And we used to have a full or a year-round ice rink, but it actually shut down because it was like 50 years old and the upkeep got too much for the owner. So they ended up closing that the previous year. So as of right now, we don't have any ice rinks in the area. But whenever you know the winter season came around, we had our temporary rink. And uh, another friend of mine, she, uh, she was in the same small group with me at church. And she was like, hey, do you want to go to the ice, skate, ice rink one day? Because I told her that, you know, I enjoyed ice skating as much as rollerblading because, oh, I left out a crucial part of the story. Whenever I was big into rollerblading in high school, I was doing some internet research one day on all the different kind of rollerblading gear out there. And I found out that they had an ice blade conversion kit, which is basically you unscrew your wheels, you put these this blade that's pretty much like a hockey style blade into your rollerblades. Then it turns them into a hybrid ice skate rollerblade combo deal. And I I just thought it was the coolest thing. It was like the most ridiculous random thing I found online. And I'm like, I want that. I need to get it. So I bought it. Then me and some buddies went to that ice rink I was mentioning in Baton Rouge. That actually closed down by now. But this is back in the high school days. So I went there a few times. I mean, you know, five or so times over the years. And I was just like, this is so cool because I get to, you know, whenever you go to a normal rink, you have to rent these crappy pair of like plastic boots that stab you in the feet and they feel terrible. But like here I get to wear my actual rollerblades that are like custom fitted and super nice. With, with, you know, with ice skates on them. So I was able to translate some of that, uh, I guess you could say, comfort and that control on ice. So by now, I had a little bit of experience, just casual stuff. But come November and December of last year, this is uh, 2019, I was able to g- start going to this uh, temporary ice rink with my friend from a small group. And we just started – oh, actually, I should mention too. I also do salsa. So I have a little bit of dancing experience. So what I did, uh, I was telling my friend, that girl I mentioned, about all the different salsa moves I was doing. And then we were just skating around together a couple times. And I was like, wait, wait, you know what we could do? I actually, I think I was like, you know what would be cool if we tried to do a salsa move on ice? So I like, you know, we held hand to hand. We were skating back and forth. And I like, I did a little spin and like maybe, you know, spun to the left and the right. And I was like, this is so cool. And so it was it was honestly like, you know, there's no form. There's no professionalism. This is just having a good time. And we're doing like some basic skating moves on ice. And like... <laughs> We were just having a blast. It was, uh, I think, about two or three months the rank was open. And then after that, they ended up closing it down. And so something happened to that girl. We ended up you know, not seeing eye to eye. We went our separate ways. But during that time, while I was doing my you know, my fun little, uh, I guess you could say, salsa hybrid ice moves, I met another girl named Ashley. She's uh, currently the girl that I'm skating with, you know, figure skating-wise. And she's my partner. And what she's already married. So don't worry, there's nothing. There's no potential there. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just letting you know the whole situation here. But uh, so she was like, she met me at the rink and she was like, hey, you're actually pretty good. Because in the at least in the southern Louisiana figure skating community, there's not a lot of guys. When I asked her about it, I think she said that in all of the like the whole club of Louisiana, there was one guy and he wasn't even active. Like He didn't show up to class or like groups anymore. So as of this moment in time, I'm currently the only active male figure skater in Louisiana. <laughs> so <laughs> to put you in perspective, that's why she was like, hey, did you want to come skate with me one day? Because she was actually, uh, you know, experienced skater. She had uh, competition experience behind her. She already had gotten her, I think, her pre-bonds and bronze. Uh, what do you call it? Certification by this point. And she was really good. Like, she's super talented, can, all, can do all sorts of cool stuff. And so that's when I met her at the rink during that temporary, you know, hours. And she asked me, do you want to come skate with me? So I said, sure, why not? So, you know, I think this is around January, February of 2020. You know, uh, because the reason being, they have a rink nearby, but it's about an hour and a half towards Texas. It's in Lafayette, which is another. And it's a little bit of a drive. So what we would do is I would drive one day and then she'd drive the next day whenever we'd go practice. That way it was fair, you know, so we'd go out. And then that's whenever I started doing actual classes. So around this time is when I started, I hired a teacher and I started learning the, you know, the proper form. Because like I said before, I was just doing my own sort of, makeshift hybrid moves on the ice of a friend of mine. But at this point, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind actually learning how to figure skate. So once I did that, I started taking classes, learned all the basic moves, and started really, you know, doing it. And I was gonna, we were actually, me and Ashley, we were gonna go to this, uh, I think it was a skate camp in Tennessee. And that was, I think in March, to tell you the truth. But, uh, or May, one of the two, I don't know. It was a couple <laughs> months, or it was supposed to be a couple months back, but it ended up getting canceled because of Corona. So, you know, like I said, the whole thing's kind of on hold right now. Like go through the competitions and all the, you know, the camps and everything. So I'm sort of on a hiatus at this moment in time, but I'd love to get back into it.
0: So when you say you're on a hiatus, do you ever just pick up your rollerblades and just try to do those moves just to say, ah, I just, I miss the feeling of skates.
1: That's actually a big thing. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to like say I can confirm this, but I heard that rollerblades were initially made for figure skaters, figure skaters to practice in the off season. Cause like not all, not all rinks are open year round. So what they did to try to balance that out is they designed uh, rollerblades that are more, uh, I guess, linear and more similar to ice skates than they are quad skates, you know, like roller derby and such. So that's why they're similar. And, and a lot of, not all of them, of course, but a lot of the moves, you can practice the base form on the ground, you know, with rollerblades, just like you would on ice. So I've actually, around my neighborhood, we have a nice paved, uh, actually newly paved cul-de-sac area we go, I can go skate in and practice all my basic crossovers and turns and moves and stuff like that, too. So I have not keep busy of that
0: too. Good, I good. I like the way that you just keep it going all year round, even though some things are closed. You're like, you know what? Where there's a wheel or where there's a wheel, I guess there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible where there's pun. a wheel, there's a way. I like it. <laughs> so you're mentioning you have a partner. Uh, so this leads me to the following question. Do you prefer doing, let's say, pair skating, uh, ice dancing, because you do salsa or synchronized skating? What is your preferred style of ice skating?
1: So I will give you a slight catch to my prior statement since I'm still learning the basics and I haven't even got my pre bonds, you know, certification, which is just like the number one coming from a professional teacher. She told me, you have to learn how to skate, you know, by yourself before you can skate with a partner. So to put that in perspective, I haven't, like I said before, I haven't competed or done anything on a professional level yet. So I'm still getting on that level of, I guess you could say competency, you know, just by myself doing all the single moves and single stuff before I can get to pair skating. But Whenever I get to that level, I would love to do paraskating. Cause I've watched tons of videos, and of course, all the Olympic skaters and everything. And honestly, just seeing them like lift them in the air and do those crazy, cool—it's th- just—it's mind blowing to me. I haven't um, tried ice dancing, which is uh, to give you a little bit of a comparison. Imagine, for example, paraskating is like ballet on ice, right? It's very like elegant, like composed, and it's like it's very high form, and it's it's kind of you know it's physically intense, and there's a lot of training and you know a lot of conditioning that goes into it. Whereas ice dancing, and I'm not going to say it's not easy or not hard at all. Ice dancing, at least from what I've heard, is similar to like salsa and your basic ballroom dances like, I don't know, cha-cha, whatever other ones you want to throw in there, uh, swing and stuff. And it's like, imagine tr- uh, taking those basic dance moves and putting them on ice. So it's a little less, uh, I guess you could say, strict with the rules and the, con- the competing is, I think it's, or the, the reason it's more uh, appealing to an older uh, group of skaters is that it's less um, impactful on your joints. Like a figure or pair skating, you're doing a lot of jumps and like high impact maneuvers that are kind of hard. They're easy enough when you're young, but once you get to like, you know, 40, 50 plus, you don't, you kind of want to stay away from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would, like I said, I'm open to literally anything. I just want to maybe stick with pair skating for now. And then, you know, once I get a little more experience, branch out to ice dancing. So that's what I, I'd prefer.
0: And speaking about experience itself, do you remember the first move you've ever, let's say, accomplished or mastered? You're like, wow, I've done it. This is it cool?
1: So, okay, like I said, whenever I was given the, the rollerblading story, the first thing I ever wanted to do on rollerblades was skate surf, which is when you put your heels together and you stand 50-50. And so then whenever I finally got out to the ice, I was like, I want to learn how to skate surf. And then my friend Ash was like, well, they don't call it that. It's called riding eagle. It's just a similar move, different name, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So... Even with Ash's experience, I don't want to like throw any shade her way, but she still can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love her to death, and I'm not gonna say you know she can't get it to practice. But at this point in time, she said she can't ride Eagle, and she was like, it infuriates her how I can just get out there and boom, ride Eagle anytime. Because like I said, I practiced so many times that that same move on rollerblades, and just kind of you know because that, with that move, the uh, riding Eagle, it's not even like a trick if you will. It's like a a, a muscle memory because you have to just. Train your legs and your hips to stretch and be open like that before, you know, you're able to uh, hold that move and skate. So that's like my probably my favorite move.
0: Hear me out here. This might sound crazy, but would you consider it the surfing eagle? Just a combination of both. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm indifferent to the names. It's just whatever whoever I'm around wants to call this. Other people want to call that surfing eagle. I love it. We'll make both sides happy, you know, or piss both (laughs) off.
0: and for you what would you say is the best part about figure skating on a personal and an emotional level
1: it's hard to describe with words but like if you're ever out like uh, i don't know know if you're a big hiker or rock climber like for me whenever i'm out on the ice it's just like this feeling of like freedom maybe like uh what's a good way to describe it imagine just like you're not worried about anything else there's no stress in the world it's just you in the ice and it's like you're flying you know you're just moving around there's nothing stopping you and once you get good enough it's like you don't even have to worry about stumbling or falling. Sorry, we got some food cooking in the background. But <laughs> like, uh, so, um, yeah, it's I just it's so fun to me. And same with rollerblading too. It's a similar, you know, similar concept, but different execution. So like, I just love it. It's, it's it's a very freeing and just fun experience to go out and just be out there on the ice. And you know, it's nice and chilly. Being in, I'll say, being in Louisiana, it's usually around I want to say 100 degrees on your average day outside. So once you get inside the rink and it's nice and cool, it's like thank the Lord, it's, you know, less than hundred, so I love that too.
0: Okay, this is an odd question, but would you ever, let's say, once everything opens up again, would you ever, let's say, travel to Canada or any other colder regions to ice skate outside?
1: Oh, for oh, that's actually what I wanted to tell you. I've always wanted to go on a lake. Yeah, I've never actually been uh, outdoor. Actually, I've been outdoor skating when I went to Colorado last year because they had a little public <laughs> rink in a mall area. But like, I've always wanted to do a, a skating on a, like a river or like a frozen lake. That looks so cool to me. I would love to do that.
0: Well, where I am, I'm located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So it's the capital of Canada. And we have the largest skating rink in the world, which is on a canal. So there you could definitely do figure skating. The ice condition is not the best, but maybe that can be checked off your bucket list or your definitely. canal list.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Another, I want to tell you another little fun thing. I'm actually a big history buff and I can't remember the exact dates, but uh, it was back like a couple hundred years ago. Whenever, um, I think this is back when the Netherlands were a big, you know, uh, kind of like, I guess you could say global maritime empire. And they had a huge navy and everything. I think it was either France or England, one of the two, they were trying to invade them at some point, you know. And what they did is they snuck or they were, they were trying to sneak up the river with their ships into one of the, you know, the, the ports. I think it was either Rotter- Rotterdam or one of the other cities in the Netherlands. And it was during the wintertime. So their ships froze over. Like the invading army ships froze over as they were trying to invade. And their ships were stuck. And all of a sudden, because it was like, you know, a nice misty day. You, they said that <laughs> it was actually France. Cause I remember Napoleon said something about it after uh, the French soldiers were out on the ice trying to like, you know, break their ship away when all of a sudden there was like an army of soldiers on skates <laughs> came in <and> charge because <laughs> like, you know, now the ones is freezing and there. were big skaters of theirs, you know, a while back. But still, it's pretty funny. And they like charged the French uh, invaders and like attacked them on skates. And the next thing you know, they like like uh, I guess some of them were killed, but like, a lot of them were treated and Napoleon was just like. That's it. Everyone mass manufacture ice skates and then send them back there Really? Way. It's just you know, a little funny story I love to learn about, you know, when it comes to history stuff, skating, so.
0: You know what? They, they adapted to their surroundings. Like, you know what? We have ice. What's the best way to maneuver on ice? Skates. We'll defend ourselves with skates. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I did not know that. That's really cool.
1: I think it ended up being like a, a mute point because whenever you finally got the skates manufactured and sent us troops back there, the ice already melted, so there was no <laughs> point. watch them turn
0: the skates into flippers so they can swim
1: (laughs) exactly you're gonna have to figure something out
0: (laughs) and for you so you said you are in the training process to learn to do it alone but do you prefer to skate alone or with company like somebody to bounce ideas off of or try a little move together or you're just like you know what this is my time i have to do it by myself then i'll do it with somebody else
1: that's a great question actually i tell you the truth i love just going out with friends whenever i was telling you about my friend ashley my skating partner we have another buddy of mine. His name's uh, Victor. Actually, I haven't seen him in a while, so I kind of forgot. But, uh, his name is Victor, and usually we carpool together. And, you know, we're just – he's a, just a casual skater. He doesn't compete or anything either. But uh, we just, like, you know, we hang out. We shoot the, shoot the shop and just kind of have fun, chatting on ice, making jokes. And I love just being around other friends and company. And that's sort of my favorite part, just to go with a group of people and have a blast. Because, of course, whenever like, – I mean, whenever we have our individual training times, you, gotta, you have to focus on your, you know, your teacher and your teaching. But like whenever it comes to just like hanging out and stuff, I love growing a group of people.
0: And okay, this is another odd question, but do you guys ever get, let's say, competitive, kind of like a game of horse where one person <laughs> does a move and you're like, all right, I challenge you to do that.
1: Yeah, actually, me and my buddy Victor, uh, we're always doing the most crazy, like I guess you could say unroutine, un- unru- un- unregulated stuff. That's like completely that'll get you kicked out of any competition just for the heck <laughs> of it. Like I forget the exact name, but I think it's uh, I want to say it. A dive or anyway basically what you do is you go down on one leg and the other leg the other foot touches the ground so you're like doing a half squat with a leg behind you right and what me and Vic will do we'll try to get in that position and then go for as long as possible without falling so we're always just having fun little you know goofy competitions like that
0: okay two questions first question is what was your longest distance for that? And second question is, have you ever invented your own move or the combination? Because he says sometimes you go off track trying to go against the grain, against the code. Do you ever create <laughs> any new moves for yourself? And if you do, what do you call them? So two questions, <laughs> three questions, I guess.
1: So the first one, uh, the longest distance I've been was about to give you a you know rough estimate about half the size of the r- or half the length of the rink. So <laughs> that was a pretty good spin for my, you know, for my uh, go. I don't know if Victor got that far, but eh, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, the second one, if I ever created my own move, not whenever I started doing official lessons, but whenever I was uh, doing the, I guess you could say, salsa skate hybrid with my other friend back in December, we were just, we were making up our own moves, you know, because salsa doesn't translate directly to ice. You're going to have to, you know, you have to adjust it here and there. So we would do our own spins and stuff, and we actually did. We had this cool move that was like, a, ah, I forget the name of it, what we called it, but it was like, a imagine a left turn but like she goes all the way out, and I spin the other like the direction she's going, and we kind of like end up going the opposite way. It's really cool. But uh, yeah, so we, we we did make up our own moves here and there, just for the heck of it.
0: My stupid mind just went to the thought like how you guys are very adventurous with your moves. I feel like you name one of your moves, hold my beer. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> yeah. just like watch this. Look, <laughs> like, oh no, that's
1: about right. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we definitely had a fall trying to make these crazy moves.
0: <laughs> but you know what that's the good thing about friendships. You kind of inspire each other to do new things and try new things. And speaking about inspiration, do you have any inspirations instead of your friend that just inspires you to just keep pushing in figure skating?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, what's Okay, this may sound like a joke, right? But one of the, another reason that I actually got into figure skating was because of the movie Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're probably thinking, "Oh, no, that's a goof. They can't be serious." But what I did a lot of research on the topic, you know, cuz I'm like history buff. I got to know everything about, you know, and a huge movie buff too. And mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, when they filmed the, have you seen the movie?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, good, good. I just want to make sure whenever they were filming it, they didn't have, because they had a stunt double for some of the crazy parts, but for the majority of the movie, I want to say about maybe 70, 80% Will Ferrell actually learned most of those moves and was able to skate confidently on the ice. So like he actually learned it. Like talk about dedication to your craft. He was actually going out there, hammering, you know, those moves out on the ice and kicking butt. I forget the guy's name, but the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite, he was there too. Let me check real quick.
0: Well, while you're checking that up, uh, one of the famous lines I love from that movie is like, no one knows what it means, but it's provocative. (laughs) When it's on the treadmill. Keep it going. going.
1: (laughs) You ever see what a skater's body really looks like.
0: (laughs) It's a great movie.
1: Oh, it's a John Heater. That's the guy who plays Napoleon Mm. Dynamite. But yeah, they both kicked butt. They were like, Cause it's like, you know, it's, it's very comedic and I make a big joke about it, the whole figure skating community, which I, I will say it's credit, it's warranted at some parts, but like, I, they really, it's like, it's cool because like, you know, just average cause I'm a huge comedy fan. Just your average comedy at, comedic comedic guys can go out there and just kick butt at figure skating. and I, I love that about them too.
0: So if Will Ferrell is listening to this episode right now, do you have anything to say to him?
1: <laughs> yeah, just kudos. Uh, I, you kick butt in blades of glory and I am just, you're my freaking role model on ice. And also I don't care what the critics say one of my top i would say probably my number one will ferrell movie is land of the lost it got terrible ratings people hated it for some reason but i love that movie you know what
0: Beauty's in the eyes of the of the beholder so you exactly. do you man you do you
1: <laughs> and
0: now back to you speaking about you doing you how long does it usually take you to master a new move
1: oh definitely that honestly depends on the move like if we're doing like for example uh forward crossovers which is when you're going and you're going around a circle and you're you're pretty much you're your left side is facing the inside of the circle. You're pretty much standing like straight forward, but your you know left shoulder's parallel to the circle. And whenever a, le- a forward crossover is when your right foot goes on the outside or goes across your foot and then you know kicks out and you kind of repeat the process. Like for example, that moves easy on the left side whenever the right foot's stepping over. But whenever I switch over to the right side and do the opposite, it sometimes takes a while. So it, it kind of it's a it's a case per case basis, and some moves take longer than others. And like I said, with the uh with the experience rollerblading a lot of the stuff, stuff I did or do on rollerblades kind of translates well because one of the crazy things me and my buddies would do, we'd always try to jump. I don't, I don't know why. We love to just jump on rollerblades. So we'd go and just do a hop, try to like tuck our knees as high as we can and just jump. And so when it comes to actually uh, going on ice, obviously there's a whole form and technique involved. But for the most part, just going off the air and doing your basic uh, hops and stuff, I was already familiar with. So like stuff like that, I can kind of get easily. It just depends on the move, tell you the truth, and like which side I'm practicing with.
0: So speaking about jumps, and this is an odd question as well, but I'm sure in the last few years, you might have seen on TV or at the X Games, kind of like a crash course ice skating race kind of thing where they go downhill and then jump. Would you ever be interested in that? I know it's a little far from figure skating, but you said you like to jump. I'm like, oh, maybe that could be a cool combination. And when you do the jump, maybe you can do a spin. I don't know, like... Would you ever be do a triple interested in that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> honestly,
1: I'm going to have to practice. I'm going to have to do some baby little bunny hops before I get to that level. But I'm, opposed, <laughs> I'm not opposed to trying anything.
0: Extreme figure skating. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started figure skating?
1: Oh, honestly, going back to what I was just telling you, just uh, getting that, I guess you could say familiarity slash understanding of each move on both sides. So getting being able to just move on the left and then the right, because you really got to to be, uh, I guess you could say, competent on the ice, you have to be able to have a perfect control over your over both sides. So that was probably the biggest challenge, at least, you know, in the beginning.
0: And this is the beginning, but are these still challenges you have today or do you have new challenges?
1: Uh, tell you the truth, it honestly comes with times. Like, for example, if I'm trying to learn a new move on my left side, it may take, let's just say, 30 minutes to get on left. It might take like an hour on the right side. So it, it roughly translates. It, sometimes the process will speed up over time, but honestly, it's still it's still a kind of lasting challenge. So.
0: And I would imagine another challenge would be um, just the ice rinks being closed.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's probably the biggest one. <laughs> well, Getting back on the ice is another challenge too. So
0: You know what? Do it at home. Just <laughs> that would be horrible for your house. They have
1: but- – um, I forget what they're called. They're like a – you know at the gym how they have those little like snap-in cushion or like rubber pads they put on the floor so it's not hard when people fall? They have that but it's like hard plastic and they're actually made for figure skates. And that way you can practice like your garage or like a backyard area. Only problem is, um, Ashley, my friend, that she's tried those before. And they're like super, super, um, oh, what's the word, resistant whenever you try to skate against them. And they kind of like tear up your skates and they make them dull really fast. So uh, I probably am going to stay away from those. But I, I get your point, though. It'd be cool to practice at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And worst case, a virtual figure skating. <laughs> exactly. Definitely not the same feeling, but <laughs> it's there.
1: I, actually, I will say what was really cool is whenever I went to Colorado last year, I was staying at an Airbnb, and the uh, the people next door to their house—they were actually really nice. They were friendly people. They were telling me about their neighbors. What they do every winter is they get like a a big old blue tarp, you know, and they put like four posts in the ground. And they like attach the tarp to it, so it's like a bucket formation. And they fill it with water, and then it freezes the next morning. And they have their own miniature ice rink in their backyard. <laughs> really? Yeah, I would love to. do that. It wasn't a hundred degrees outside.
0: So. Well, so I'm um, like I said before, I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And when I was a kid, my dad used to do something similar like that in our backyard, where he would oh, just no get way. the hose and just freeze and make a little ice rink. And one time, he froze himself into a corner, and then his boots were just frozen to the ground, and he had to just get out of his boots, but the boots were still there.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole How concept of
0: pinning yourself freeze. into the corner.
1: Yeah, right. Man, it must have been freezing up there. To, uh, you know, to freeze over that fast.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I'm trying to see the conversion. Let's see. Uh, the conversion. So I work in Celsius. Uh, usual winters go between minus twenty to maybe minus thirty five. Sometimes minus forty. But I believe <laughs> minus forty Fahrenheit is the same as minus forty Celsius. So around those. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this. This is a uh, typical Canadian weather, or at least where I'm from. But it can get colder other places, it can get warmer other places. But it's pretty good to skate on <laughs> if, it's, if the I wind is that. not if the wind is not cutting up your lips with this cold air.
1: <laughs> if I had my pick, I would 100 percent choose the freezing cold weather over the the searing heat any day. How about you? Are you used to the cold by now?
0: The cold, I'm um, somewhat fine because you can always put more layers on to warm up. The only thing I do not <laughs> like about winter is the amount of snow because sometimes you can get snow up to your, above your, like, got your hip roughly in one day. In a day? Hey. Yeah, yeah, and overnight, yeah. So it's a lot of shoveling. You got to work on those back muscles. Good for figure skating. You shape, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, you know, that can be pretty stressful sometimes that you have to just keep shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. But I'm really bad with these segues. But on the topic of stress, see what I did there? Uh, has figure skating ever stressed you out?
1: Oh, not really, tell you the truth. Like I was telling you before, I've never competed. So I think whenever you get in front of judges and there's like a crowd of people watching you, the, stref- the stress levels might click up a few notches. But for me, just going out there, having fun, with friends, just practicing, Nah, not really. It's more just casual fun, tell you the truth. So... <laughs>
0: Okay. Let me flip that question then. Has it ever stressed you out where you try to get a move, but no matter what you do, you just can't land it? Are you the type of person that would keep on going or you need to take a break and then come back to it?
1: I'm like I said, if I'm trying to learn a new move and it's just, it's not getting it pretty much of skating or anything, just repetition and practice is really how you get it. So if my teachers, my teachers out there helping me, I just keep going and eventually it'll click. So no matter how many times I fail at it. I feel
0: like with the moment it clicks, it's like, what did I just do? How did I do that? What? Did anybody else see that?
1: <laughs> like an angelic choir strums down from the heavens. <laughs>
0: there's, a, there's a single light on your head as well. <laughs> so like somebody in the, like the, in the actual warehouse, I hope, like, oh, sorry. They're just testing out the one single light.
1: <laughs> just we're the champion starts playing over this loudspeaker. Show.
0: <laughs> it's, just, it's just somebody with a boom box in the back. So what are you doing here? Oh, just testing out the boombox box for the acoustics in this area. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is a tough question. I don't know if you can answer it, but you know what? I'm going to ask it anyways. What are some misconceptions about people who do figure skating?
1: The most common one is that all male figure skaters are gay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, uh, I have actually, to tell you the truth, I've had, I've been asked uh, by a couple different people, you know, which team am I slinging for? So, (laughs) no, but for real though, uh, people always think that it's more difficult to get out there and practice or just really ice skate in general, but that's not bad. It just takes a little a little bit of practice. I mean, kids kids can do it. So, with well, a, a few extra trips out there in the ice, you can get it in no time. It's not too bad.
0: So you're telling me there's hope for me?
1: Telling you there's hope. It's still possible.
0: I don't know. You, you <laughs> took a pause there. I don't know. You're like, well, maybe maybe not for you, Alex. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, I'm glad to know that it's made for anybody. And yeah, get rid of those misconceptions. They're garbage. We don't need we don't need that junk. Wait, yeah, misconceptions. Yeah, we get rid of the misconceptions. Yeah. We're gonna keep
1: oh, but, <laughs> I will say uh Will Farrell and um, Napoleon Dynamite dude, uh their portrayal <laughs> as male figure skaters in the movie were helping the case, but <laughs> that's besides the point.
0: <laughs> for I didn't actually even think of that. Like for Will Farrell, I just thought he was just a big goof. And during the whole movie oh, yeah. like, oh he's an idiot. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was playing like rugged badass, but uh I'm bad at name's again. Napoleon Dynamite's dude, uh, what was it, John Heater, I think. He was the one who was like wearing a uh, peacock outfits and super flamboyant <laughs> skin tight apparel. I'm like, Oh man,
0: you know what that re- movie remind me of? Just Zoolander. Just the dynamic of the two main characters.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. That's also a great movie. I love that one.
0: You know what? They need to do a movie all four of them together.
1: <laughs> Just all <laughs> <Yeah>. figure skating,
0: <laughs> fashion oh. model, figure skating. Boom. Right there.
1: Oh, that reminds me of something. Wasn't there a movie with a uh, Ben Stiller that he was skating in or he was at least maybe rollerblading or one of the two. I can't remember what it was, though.
0: Ooh, I do not know. Ben Stiller, if you're listening to this, you know, if you want to leave a comment or an email or contact Sam and I to tell us what movie that is, we wouldn't mind. <laughs> because
1: I have this like, vague memory of seeing him skate in some movie and finding, him, or finding out that he was actually a really good skater. I can't remember what it was, though. Nah, either way. <laughs> we'll
0: this, figure is gonna, out this is going to bug us for the rest of the, the show. We're like, <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, back to you, actually. Um, what has figure skating taught you in life?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, pretty much figure skating has taught me just to go out and try something new, you know, whether it's something you've always wanted to try or some new activity. There's no time like the present. Just get out and do it. So I, I, it's just fun, you know, meeting new people. Because like I was telling you, I didn't know my friend Ashley until I got on the ice. So you just meet people, you make friends and you have a blast get out and trying things.
0: And it sounds like the community is very welcoming as all the people you met. It sounds like it's a family at that point.
1: Yeah. You, you know, once you have a close-knit group of friends, you know, they pretty much pass that that level of friendship, just become like your brother and sister, you know, so.
0: This sounds weird, but have it, has it ever happened that you saw a new skater around your age or and you're like, ooh, fresh meat, let's teach them.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've actually had a, because there's, you know, being the only rank in Louisiana, we have a bunch of random people just popping in, seeing what's up and you meet random people out there skating and they're like, you know, I've just done this casually, you know, every now and again. And it's fun to meet people, see where they're at. And I'm no expert or anything, but it's fun to like help them out if they have questions, show them a few pointers here and there.
0: And has anybody ever taught you anything? Somebody who is, let's say, a lower level than you taught you something. So it's kind of like you taught them, and then they taught you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember the exact details. It was probably just basic form. Oh, actually, now that you mention that, I do. Uh, I forget her name. I think it was Aubrey or something. They had this little girl who was like 12, and she's been skating for like six years, so almost pretty much half her life, right? And she's going out there doing crazy spins and like (laughs) one-legged turns and all sorts of insane stuff, and like she's over there like, Oh, you want to do that spin? Well, stand like this and point this way and, you know, hold your back this way. (laughs) And she's just like completely schooling me. (laughs) So, yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. She's a lot younger than me, but showing me pretty much showing me out of the park (laughs) in her skill level.
0: And then, you know what? It goes to show that age doesn't matter when it comes to teaching. It's just a whole teaching circle. Everybody can teach each other.
1: Yeah. I forget who said it, but one of my favorite quotes is the true master is the forever student or something like that. So I'm always, you know, I'll listen to what anybody has to say and take any advice, you know, if they want to send it my way. So.
0: Okay. I have advice. Um, for your skates, try jumping on one foot. Yes. That's my advice. It's, it's good for the earlobes. <laughs> <All> it's <right. laughs> horrible advice. Keep in mind, not all advice is good advice like that one right there.
1: You know, like I said, I'll hear any advice, but actually applying it is a whole other
0: story. Yeah, yeah. you're just nodding your head like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, nope, none of that. And so for you, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality?
1: Tell you the truth, I really don't mind either way. I'm already like, I have my own YouTube channel, so I don't mind being available to the public eye. And I haven't competed yet, but I'm sure once I get to the competition level, I'm going to be obviously in the figure skating public eye. So. For now, it's just kind of like, you know, a casual practice thing I do with, you know, my friends and just, you know, sort of my thing. But once I get to the level of competition, I'm 100% cool with it, you know, being out in the open and showing everybody my skill and stuff.
0: Well, if you do ever get into that field and you have videos, you know, you're going to have to send those to me so I can share it in the link down below so people can go check that out. Sure. And for those who are interested in getting into the hobby, do you have any word of advice? If you had to give like, let's say one big solid piece of advice, what would it be?
1: My number one piece of advice is just go out and do it. <laughs> Don't even think about it anymore. If you've ever like, looked at some skaters and like, I want to do that, just, just go try it. you know. And, oh, another thing is that a lot of the rinks in your area, well, I'm assuming they have more up north, but at least in like, Louisiana, for example, I think it's called the Learn to Skate Program. And it's just like a basic eight-week course. And it's like a group class. So what you do is there's no pressure or anything. It's made for total beginners. So even if you're a, a complete novice at skating, most rinks have a special like beginner program where you just go out and they teach you the basic forms, how to stand properly, how, you know, how to push off, and just your basic stuff. So if you really want to give it a try, look it up, you know, just Google it, see what your, uh, you know, your local rink's offering, and I'm, I'm sure they get all the basic moves, no problem.
0: Yeah, and you'll get you ready for the Winter Olympics.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'll see you guys next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be ready for the Winter Olympics in 40 years, which I will still not be qualified. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And uh, I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, projects, or absolutely anything at all that you would love to share so people can come show you some love?
1: For sure. Sure. Yeah, my main, pretty much my main uh, endeavor now is my YouTube channel, Week Slam. So just go to YouTube, type in Week Slam, or you can type in any of the activities I mentioned, like Unicycle Week Slam, Slackline Week Slam, uh, Ukulele Week Slam, and pretty much just type that in on YouTube and my channel will pop right up. Of course, we have all of our other social media too. Uh, week Slam IG on Instagram. We got Week Slam on Facebook, and then Week Slam on Twitter. And that's just two words: Week W E E K Slam S L A and, M.
0: And if you add all those up, Week Slam, Week Slam, Week Slam, that's around five weeks straight. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: yeah, <That> should <laughs> cover <So>, next season.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are multiple weeks, you got to add those weeks up together. Well, that's perfect. I'll just add all those down below. I'm kidding. It's not just five weeks. It's a one week slam. Just one thing, and you just get the whole thing. You don't have to go for five different weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it wouldn't be that long.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? You know what would be long? All these hobbies people are going to have to learn from you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Come check it out. By now, we're going to have tons of episodes. So I'm looking forward to what the future holds, you know?
0: (laughs) Perfect. And you know what? I'll share that with the world. And now for the last question, the one I'm never prepared for, but I'm never prepared for. That's basically it. Do you have any questions for me about figure skating?
1: Sure. I got Oh, about figure skating. Then I have one off topic. That's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, pretty much my sk- My main question is, what's your experience? Have you skated since you were little? I'm assuming in Canada it's a lot more common than down in Louisiana. But like, uh, you know, what's your experience of skating?
0: Let me break this down. So I'm from Canada where the stereotype is that all Canadians can skate. I cannot. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, actually, correction. I know how to skate. I just don't know how to stop. So I know how to go. <laughs> I just don't know. like The stopping emotion, I cannot do rollerblades. I have no idea. Like, I was scared and uh, it's the mindset, like, I didn't understand how to stop with rollerblades. I thought it was like the little rubber in the back of one wheel. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I tried it once and I just spun in a circle and then fell because I I put all the way. Yeah, I I have horrible balance. And when it comes to skating itself, I know how to go and then to stop, I just like kind of like fall and try to fall gracefully, but it never ends up gracefully. So that's, that's my experience with skating. Even with the skating rink in our backyard, I would try to fall into like a snow pile. (laughs) <laughs> that's, the, that's my way to stop the blow, right <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so you said going's no problem but stopping is where the uh the problem rises <laughs> yes yes
0: just give me some sort of cushioning and i'm
1: good <laughs> okay cool and uh also my other question was i was just genuinely curious what made you get into the uh podcast or the here let's put it this way what gave you the idea to do the uh time for your hobby podcast
0: Ooh, this is a question i always enjoy answering so it started off Maybe two years ago when I started this, actually, it's been a year since I, two years I've been doing this. And that's. Yes. I, people have said, Oh, I like, you have a radio voice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I didn't want to just do radio for no reason. I wanted to give a reason behind it. And then podcasting started becoming more popular. And then my friend said, Oh, well, she's getting into podcasting and I used to produce music as well. So I'm like, Oh, I already have all the tools. Now, why not give it a shot? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, it works. And when it came to a topic, I'm like, huh, I want to make a topic that is something useful, helpful for people that they, they can use for many years to come. And then, no. Uh, It literally just said, I said to myself, hobbies. I'm like, oh, (laughs) cool. I didn't second guess it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty helpful. But I'm like, no, not my hobbies. Why not other people's hobbies? Because they're more experienced. And I'll be the idiot trying to portray somebody who is, I don't know, not portray, but like the questions I'm asking is not like a professional interview. Like, how did you, like, I don't know much about the guest. I'm really butchering this. I don't know much about the guest before the interview. So during the interview, all, a lot of these questions are Some pre-written, but a lot of them are just off the top of my head. Like if it was a first date, for example, and I'm just super curious about your hobby. I'm like, oh, well, did you ever try this rollerblading and ice skating? Like the hybrid of those two? I'm like, that's really interesting, which I didn't ask. Do you still own those? I want to ask. Do you still have
1: those? My rollerblades?
0: The rollerblades ice skating hybrid.
1: Oh yeah, I got it in my trunk right now.
0: See, that's a question I would have never thought of until we started talking. And some people listen to my podcast to improve their English. Some people help them, or you, sorry, some people listen to it to just learn a new hobby. Some grow a community. It's the idea that I'm making something so people can listen to it. Like if they're having a long day, cool. They're gonna listen to Sam and ice skating and maybe they'll get into ice skating and just grow the community. So that's my idea. And also, I don't try to interview This sounds really cocky of me saying this, celebrities or influencers or anything like that. I just want to talk to anybody who wants to talk about their hobby, whether they have a following or no following. If you have a hobby and you're passionate about it, that's the person I want at my podcast, like you.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you.
0: So yeah, so I've been doing this for a while and I have a lot of episodes. I'm going to definitely do three years. That's for sure. I've already recorded enough. Working on the (laughs) fourth, I guess.
1: (laughs) Heck yeah, that's awesome.
0: So yeah, well, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Sam, for coming on and just sharing your passion, sharing enthusiasm. I really loved it. I'm going to have to go check out your YouTube channel now and just see more hobbies and get me pumped up for to do hobbies. Nobody wants to see me do hobbies. That's that's for sure. Um, balance <laughs> i have none but if they want to go see you do hobbies they have to they have to and i'll put all those links down below so people can go check that out so thank you so much sam
1: absolutely thank you for having me alex
0: so if you guys want to learn more about this sam this sam if you guys want to learn more about sam you should go check him out in the link below and if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions for me or for my hobby or my podcast, while well, I'm really butchering this, you can send me an email at hobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast and want to leave a review, you can on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, do it on the skating rink. Just do a review on the ice. That'd be pretty interesting. I'm, take a picture if nobody skates over it. Make sure nobody skates over it. But uh yeah, that's a silly re- review, but if you want to do a real review, Podchaser, Apple Podcast, and if you want to show some more support, I also have merchandise being sold on Redbubble and I also have a Patreon. Once again, these are optional, but what is mandatory is to go show Sam some support. So, once again, thank you so much, Sam.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you again, Alex. I appreciate it.
0: So, until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.
1: See you later, man. Thank you.